0: All right, we're ready. We are on uh, Matt musings with Matt with our with with my friend Ray Curran once again. Um, this is the second episode of my new season because um, I took a little little breather there for a little bit. Um, how's it going, Ray? Hitting
1: on Netflix, Hitting on Netflix soon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, like uh, my anchor, my anchor thing separate. Like it asked me the season, so I was like, "Oh, good." So when I want to take a break and don't want to do it for a while, I can just say, "Oh, it's the new season." That's cool. Yeah. So, um, man, so there's been a lot of stuff that uh, has has gone on since we last spoke. I think we should just start with what happened at the Capitol. Um, so, what what do you yeah. what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I mean it was tough like a lot of stuff it's it's just tough to turn away from what the heck's going on and you just look at it and like how is this happening but then when you think about it it's like well I know how this is happening it was leading up to this for a long time you know right it wasn't
0: a wasn't a surprise
1: no I think the immediate is like what the heck oh my god when you look at it it was you know uh, you know and some stuff you know there are certain memories that you have over the years of things that have happened obviously this will be one of them but it's just You know, it's horrible. There's no, you know, way around it. I think we're lucky it wasn't worse at the end of the day. You know, just, you know, but to say, for people to say, like, oh, yeah, I can't believe this happened. Well, you know, yeah, that's your first thought is you can't believe this happened. But then you think about it. It's like, no, this was, you know. This is kind of,
0: it's shocking that it happened. I mean, I would say that. It was very shocking. But I can't sit here, I can't sit here and tell you I'm surprised. Because, I mean, this is this is what we thought would happen. I I, I don't know. It could've been a lot worse, but it could have been it could have been better too, you know what I mean? It was still pretty bad.
1: Right. I mean it's still horrible. It's gonna be one of the most one of the most, you know, infamous days in American history is what it's gonna be at the end of the day. Yep. Um and we'll see where we go from here. But I think the most shocking thing to me was having been there. I went with Stevens went to Washington with a group of of students two years ago. Yeah. And to see how much security was around the Capitol. Right. To see Dudes just walk into the freaking Capitol. And just start but, destroying shit. But how did they get, you know, just walk into, I mean, we couldn't get anywhere near it. And it was on a peaceful day two years ago and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so obviously there's some, you know, Well, we can, that are complicit with
0: We could talk capital. about that. Um, right. I mean, we, I couldn't help but think what would it would have been like if it was Black Lives Matter trying to do that. Like, I can't... Well, I think, you know,
1: I think to any honest person, that's a pretty easy question to answer. It, I mean, anyone really being intellectually honest about the situation, I mean, it's not even worth discussing that much because it's,
0: yeah, you know,
1: not that intellectual honesty is, you know, is universal, but I mean, it's not even a question.
0: Right, right. I, I mean, and I, it, was, it was really, it was shocking for me to see them just like walk in to the Capitol building and, um, Like, and it was totally incited by the president. He had a speech that right before, you know, where he was like, he was like, we're going to march down Pennsylvania Avenue and we're going to take our country back and saying all the, all these things. Do you think, do you think he should be removed even before the inauguration? Like, should we just, should, should, I think something should happen, but like,
1: I, mean, I think he should be too. I mean, I think there's only whatever left. I mean, you know, I think he should be impeached, but yeah. that's you know, we'll see where, see where it goes from here, hopefully whatever. I think you know, I think where we have to look at it is the big picture of where we're headed from here and I think those are tough questions to ask on many fronts. I mean, you know, Biden's gonna be president in two yep. weeks, think about um, yep. and go from there and then where do we go from there? It's a it's now a, the Senate is you know, is in democratic hands. Technically it's fifty fifty, but they're still
0: but it's going to be, it's, 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 it's democratic control because Kamal Harris breaks it, breaks the tie. Right. So, um.
1: But you have Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema and a couple others that are very moderate. Democrats. Right. That's they're going to try to do. What is going to happen? I'm, I'm fascinated to see down the road what the heck 2023 is going to look like in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, you have the Republican Party, which is basically split right now where they get to. And, and whether Biden is going to even seek a second term down the road, I mean, we have a long way to get there. Obviously, hopefully, our democracy is still intact in by then. But you know, sometimes I think about those things.
0: But democracy one thing we do have to remember—it was rough, you know, and we knew that it was going to be rough with the re-election of Trump because democracy has been on—it has been under assault since the moment he became president. Um, but it did prevail. Like Joe, like Joe Biden, was. Um, certified in all the country all the lawsuits that he tried except for like one were thrown away um, he even with his supporters storming the capitol that day they still um, certified the election results like in the end democracy did prevail and that does give me some some hope
1: yeah I mean you gotta have hope I mean right. if you lose hope then you're kinda right you know, I know in my office or something to that effect where you know you have to have hope right, right. you know What's going to happen in the future? Otherwise, what are we doing? Um, you know, again, I keep going back to that. The, the guy, I, the, the podcast I talked about this last time I was on about it, that's called Rabbit Hole About. And there's a, a fascinating video from uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger that came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about seven minutes long. And it's, it's got the patriotic music in the background. But you know, he's a Republican. But he talked about how he came from Austria. And a lot of the people that participated in a lot of the stuff when the Soviets came, you know, regretted it after the fact. And, you know, the same thing that they, and that's one of the reasons why he ended up here. You have to watch it to see what he's talking about. We Mm -hmm. talk about, you know, there are good people on both sides. I mean, you know, sometimes we forget that part too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: they're good. They're good-hearted conservatives. There's no doubt.
1: Um, Right. And so we have to find them and try to get to, you know, where we are. But then we get, and get back to the issues that, you know, I we talked about this last time too. We'd love to argue about issues of economics. and Yeah. With that and not just
0: like overthrowing the freaking government. Right. Well, I was. Ho- I'm hoping with the Democrats being, I do want to see them. You know, with being a unified Democrat government, to take advantage of that a little bit and get some shit done here. I really, I really, you know, especially when it comes to healthcare and um, the pandemic and climate. You know, we need to get some stuff done.
1: Yeah, and I think that. Hopefully we will. You know, there's a lot of stuff because we're right out of time. A lot of the bigger picture stuff that has not been discussed and we haven't talked about the first whatever minutes that we're here, you know, needs to get done sooner. It's going to be too late. You know, exactly. And a lot of that went of the floor of the last week, like D.C. statehood. They can't even call up the National Guard to help because they don't have a governor. Right. So that kind of, thing. you know, and, and, you know, whether it be a lot of the electoral college to see whether that's, you know, a lot of the stuff that we take for granted, I think we have to look at, take a hard look at. You know and
0: see where the heck we are with that kind of thing you know? yeah um i mean certainly when it comes to the, pa- the pandemic which is as bad as it's ever been as we sit here on january 2021 it's it's worse than it was it's worse than it was than we talked in october than when we did this in october it's worse than it was when we did it the second time it is the worst as it's ever been right now especially in our local area um um but uh Having having a federal government response um, will help a lot, I think having because like it's been absent this whole time we haven't had basically our federal government hasn't, you know, been there to respond to anything where having a federal government that's focused on testing and focused on getting these vaccines, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that makes a big difference.
1: I think it's another thing that we're going to look back on unfortunately in a few years and be like God what the heck were we doing you know with that part didn't happen so bad I mean it was going to be bad no matter what I mean it's still bad in other parts of the world Oh yeah, but it's been worse to in the United States because there's been no response federally from you know anyone and you know the deniers of it and all that kind of stuff too but but there's been no even if you look at the difference between you know Vermont and New Hampshire you know side by side the governor has taken a lot of flack in Vermont and some of it rightfully so but at least he stood up Mm-hmm. to make, you know, proclamations that are that are equal for everyone so everybody knows what's going on. And,
0: and it shows the numbers. I mean, there's not going to...
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: The the data proves that, you know, governors and leaders that took, per, um, had more, stricter COVID guidelines, they don't have as many cases. Like, it, it, it's just a fact.
1: We could have took care of it a lot more when it first happened in the spring, but we came out too early and then you know, and there's a lot of these here both sides and i know you probably talk to conservative friends who talk about businesses and that certainly a, of course you
0: know but they could have been a, open by now if we did it you know yeah take the yeah earlier it would have been a lot better now but you know and that's why we need a government that's structured to help small businesses when these things happen that was a big problem
1: yeah and that was terrible like just well yeah. Pay them to stay open, right? If the government has to help, it's a one in a hundred year situation. The government has to help out. I absolutely want government and the strong survive and whatever, but you got to, these businesses, we're not going to stay open otherwise. And they're saying that they
0: this is why we have a government, like right. But I'm
1: pro small business, and small business will help them out. God, that's not that hard, right? And and, you know,
0: I think it makes me the most mad because um, corporations have gotten handout after handout this pandemic, and they've and the in the months. one in the one gotten even richer, like m- than they were before. Through
1: the, right. Well, that's through the PPP loans. If you look at them, it just makes you, you know, shake your head at some of the ones that got them. You know, some of them are big companies. Right. And,
0: you know, so we can bail them out, but we can't bail out small businesses. That's where I'm coming from with it. When when you right. need it, when you have a. a a drastic situation, like a pandemic, you know, you need to be able to have a government that can help out in moments of crisis, and our our government isn't currently, it, not enough people um, want it structured that way. Right, I think, you know, you go back to taxes and that's what happens
1: locally, and it's all understandable that nobody wants their taxes to go through the roof. No. But at the same time, when, you know, and you could speak to it probably better than me, to give the whole line of how many people, you know, the 1% that owns how many percent you know, of the wealth in the top
0: one percent owns the bottom ninety-two owns more wealth than the bottom ninety-two percent, and the top, and the top one-tenth of one percent owns more wealth than the well, and then three people own more wealth than the bottom uh, half of the people. So three people alone own more wealth than the bottom fifty percent of the people. Yeah, I, wealth inequality is one of my uh, one of my uh, um, nerdy nerdy issues.
1: You know, right, that's why I defer to you. But it yeah. just it just seems so obvious to you that they don't need. You know, whatever, and they've earned it. And it's like, well, to a point, and that's where sort of the difference between socialism and you know, communism, I think, or democratic socialism that you know
0: we're not saying we're gonna take all your money. No. And give people, would just say you don't need that much of it. No, well and like well, really it's the difference between democratic socialism and socialism. Like Perhaps. because um socialism, you know, you you're you, you, you I just use, I use Bernie Sanders as the example because he calls himself a democratic socialist and he's the only one that straight up calls himself that. Um, first,
1: first one definitely yeah. the
0: most Yeah, yeah. Um, because we love we love Liz Warren too, but she hasn't called herself. She's not, she said she's not that. She said she's a capitalist. Right. Um, so and democratic socialism is still capitalism, just to be clear. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> um, but you're not giving up like he, he, you're not giving up all your money to the institution and they decide like where the money goes. That's not what Bernie's ever said. That's not what democratic socialism is. It's not what they do in the countries that we talk about. You know, you don't give up all the money to institution and then they decide where the wealth goes. It's about having um, first off a taxes tax rate that tax the rich at a at a reasonable rate something that we used to do in this country we, under republican presidents like dwight eisenhower had a 90 percent marginal tax rate you know and it's also about um you know having services you know not run for the means of profit like healthcare, education and um social services and you know stuff like that i think when we talked about the last time, i think the issue for
1: us is that it's been framed, and probably credit the Republicans and the, you know, the people, the, the Trumpians of this era, is you know, it's been framed in a certain way where people look at it like they go from socialism to communism yeah. to Marxism, and our country's gonna be Marxist. <laughs> and not many people want it to be, I don't think anybody I know certainly wants it to be a Marxist
0: where, But in reality, though, and this is something I've told people, if you look at the spectrum, democratic socialism is actually closer to capitalism than it is communism. <laughs>
1: But but it's been framed, you know, that people don't believe that, and that's kind of winning the battle of ideas that we have many of them. Right. When you talk about the actual ideas themselves, yeah, people, most, not most, but I mean, the majority of people are for them. When you talk about the ideas you just said, you know, when you talk about- Medicare for all. Whatever. Right. Right. People are for that, but it's been framed. Right. And I actually think,
0: regardless of the truthfulness or not, um, I think, I mean, and I, like, he, Bernie called himself a Democratic Socialist, I mean, whether it's, it is factual, and it does describe him, that actually probably cost him,
1: you know. I think, and I think, well, I think he didn't think that at the beginning, but I think he knows that. You know, it was been framed a certain way. Socialism just has such a negative connotation. Right,
0: and, which, which you know, I mean, I don't know if he... I mean, I think Bernie's one of those guys where, you know, he, he is what he is and he believes what he believes and that's how he's been his entire life, so I'm not sure he... he I don't think he wanted, wanted to lie in order to get elected, so... Um, sure. But um, it, I, I definitely think it cost him because what one of the only things that was attributed to Bernie was like, oh my God, that he's going to be called a socialist. That's why he can't be the nominee right and it's tied into and this is where you know not to give Trump credit for anything but to give where where he's able to
1: have as much support as he has is that's been able to tie into you know you take the Marxism Marxism goes into you know becomes the same, that's the same thing they used to call Martin Luther King. A lot of the, right. the social progressives of the era, they, mm-hmm. they tied him into one of the things, oh, well, it's a Marxist, because he wants whatever, and so that becomes racist as well. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of that going too, and so you tie all those things together, and somehow Trump was able to get you know, all those people together under his banner, and that's how he got elected, and almost got elected a second time, which we forget, you know. Yeah, uh, um, it is one of the-
0: do you think, going back to kind of what have circling back around and go back do you think the Trump the Trump name um, after what happened on Monday or, or whatever the on Tuesday the sixth I think it was Tuesday um, Wednesday. Yeah, what's that yeah, it was, it was Wednesday. Wednesday yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a crazy you know um, especially yeah. with going back to remote learning and stuff um yeah. do you think do you think that's how do you think it's gonna that's gonna affect him historically like like when historians look back, is 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 that moment? Are they going to look at that moment, and is this going to define him, or is it going to be all the other shit that he put us through?
1: It's hard to make predictions of what's going to happen in the future because I wouldn't have predicted what's you know when we talked about it before. Is that one of his first big rallies was at you know Stevens High School yeah. way back in twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Hard to predict the future, but you would think it seems like. You know, there's two different sides of it, and it kind of depend on what he does, I think, going forward too. Um, also, is that you have Janine Pirro, of all people last night, who's just out there, came out last night against everything and said, "What are you yeah. doing?" But she framed it as an interesting, you know, framing as like you've disrespected the whole Trump name, talking to people that stormed the Capitol.
0: Well, I mean, they were they stormed the Capitol, um, and destroyed it, and killed five people while flying the Trump flags. So
1: right, right. I didn't think that, but that might be the. the the, the way that they try to spin it you know what i'm saying yeah and kelly and connery's doing that now too to try to spin it as this wasn't what trump wanted which you all know it was but i think yeah. again most people will that know are gonna know exactly what happened and the will video of it leading forward where he said we have to you know
0: we have we're gonna storm the capital we have to take our country back you know all these things right, he said
1: by that. and the fact that he's not even talked to mike pence his own vice president and you know four days now since it happened and he hasn't
0: i already he hasn't talked to mike pence for a lot longer than that
1: and, and he hasn't put the flag at half staff no the white house which is totally his call mm-hmm. um i think people are going to figure out and i think there'll be a lot of stuff coming out after the fact whether it be books whether it be whatever about what actually went on then yeah so we can only hope that you know in the future probably know, even and you probably have this too if you look at your facebook feed you have friends that are still you know and it's, it's, it's antifa i you know, you have, yeah, but you have, I have a couple friends that unfortunately have gone the QAnon route, you know, and it, they're, it, and we talk about, talking to my other friends about how they got there. How did they get there? A lot of it, they're talking about, well, I will never refuse to stand up for, you know, child sex rings and, you know, whatever. And,
0: yeah, that's the QAnon. And the
1: first side, right. And then you have the other side, they're just straight Trumpers. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, here's, you know, BLM burned everything down too, and nobody did anything. We didn't even burn anything down, you know? <laughs> <laughs> starting the capital so do you have that part too and i don't know i have no idea where we're going from here i have to be honest and what and again i don't know what the republican party's going to do because you have the the, the christy gnomes has been in new hampshire a few times already you have the josh Hawley who you know and you have ted cruz who, and i think ted cruz being the snake that he is i think it's just angling for a 2024 run oh yeah he may have missed, he may have misread the whole situation but you know that's what he's doing i think holly's so, gonna well, run too uh, Right, Nikki. Well, they and where do you fall in that? You have the, and you have the other wing of the Republican Party, the Mitt Romneys, the do well. I think. Pence,
0: I Harris. actually think that I was talking about this the other day with somebody about I. A lot of those, like I'm calling them, you know, you know, the Lincoln Project, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. The the like, Lincoln yeah. the Lincoln Project Republicans. A lot of them are going to be Democrats now. I really think, like, like the Steve Schmitz of the world, and um,
1: tough call. I don't know. Because uh, are they Mitt Romney, yeah, being a Democrat, I don't, and that's where it'd be fascinating to see where it goes. That's why I don't want to. It's hard to make predictions because I have no freaking idea.
0: Yeah, and well, and I thought about that, and it's like, okay, so that means that we're gonna have other arguments in the Democrat Party. If you're gonna have conservatives in our Democrat Party, then we're gonna have progressives and conservatives within the party going
1: out. Yeah, and as maybe a reshaping, there maybe where it goes, maybe a reshaping of it. That there's kind of three. I would you know, say You have middle And it's a middle And maybe we need a middle I mean, not no offense But maybe we need a middle Even though it might not be with them Maybe we need it Even though that's what Biden Is kind of saying at this point Yeah you know, But interesting to see in 2024 Does somebody primary Biden Decide who, who yeah. Shows up here from the Democratic Party to-
0: If he even runs for re-election I'm not convinced Or but-
1: even if he even runs Right He's yeah. going be 80
0: He's going to be like 83.
1: So, And again, sometimes I do this. I get too far into the future to talk about stuff, but that's where my mind goes sometimes. Yeah, I do it too. Yeah.
0: But this is a podcast. Right. That's what it's for. Right.
1: <laughs> Capital just got four days ago, so maybe we should concentrate on the near future. Yeah, sure. I mean, the motivated. near
0: the near future is that uh, we got to get through the next week. Joe Biden's going to be the president on January 20th. Um, right. Trump's not going to be at the inauguration. Um, he. I mean, Twitter. Yeah, he's got. Kick- well, how do you feel about the Twitter thing?
1: Well, I, put, I, I put something on my Facebook about that. I have, I'm torn because again, I go back to that rabbit hole podcast again. Is that it, I think it's the right thing to do. As, he, as the author points out, uh, as Kevin points out, it's it's the right thing to do because if you have a restaurant or whatever or whatever, you're going to kick somebody out if they're being unruly, right? You know, I mean, you have the right to do that. But long term, what is it when? So much power is in the hands of Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg, Right. you know, in their boards. And, and their boards don't seem to have that much power anyway. Is there's that much power in the hands of the non-elected people, mm-hmm. you know, where are we headed? And, and then previously it had been with Walmart and those people, how much power is with those big corporations? Like you said, the big tech or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So something to be said for that, that. There is. They need to be regulated in some way, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, you know, we'll have to see where we go
0: with it. Whether and I, I personally believe whether it's a politician, whether it's a big tech guy, what a, no, no one person should have enough power to like control the narrative that much. And right. with social media, you know, like you just said, even though it is the right thing to, in my opinion, is the right thing to do, and they have every right to do it because they're a private company. And whether we agree or not, um, they they are allowed to. Do Twitter is a private company. If they want to ban Donald Trump, they can, and that actually goes back to con- conservatives who argued that into the Supreme Court, saying, you know, you remember the, the wedding cake that was yeah. brought to the Supreme Court, the gay wedding cake that was actually um, they have that private companies have the right to deny service for whatever reason. Um, so under that logic, he that it's not, um, constitution unconstitutional based on the First Amendment. But, um, it's still kind of like anytime somebody in this situation is different because he incited violence and they stored the capital. but I always get kind of meh when I, when I hear about like people, people's freedom to say what they want to say, be like, I don't like that. I like, I, I like the first amendment a lot. You know, everybody talks about everybody talks about how important the Second Amendment is. I personally think the First Amendment's the most important one. Yeah, I would agree, but people misread the First Amendment sometimes too. Is that you can't go
1: arrest people, right? The First Amendment right. basically did not be Prosecuted or something like I can get,
0: and your First right Amendment right, right, right goes right. away once once you incite violence. Your right goes. Or
1: if yeah. I said something this podcast, they could fire me from my job. That would not be a First Amendment case, mean there'd be some way for that. But the First Amendment would be like they can't arrest you for that. Right. Like they can't pull me away in handcuffs for doing right. saying something totally different. But if you're an employer, you can't just go say stuff and call it First Amendment. Right. You know. Yeah, you like can't for your employer. For you can't. can't you can't insult. You, you can't, insult can't
0: insult your boss and be like First Amendment. <laughs>
1: Right, right, or do, you know, whatever. You could make a bunch of other stuff, right, or, yeah, or, yeah, so that, but they can't arrest you for it, and I think people misconstrue that a lot in the First Amendment. It's like, Oh, well, freedom of speech, what do you do? Oh, you're not being arrested by the cops for what you said, right? But you could get, you know, you could lose your contracts, you could lose whatever based on First Amendment, so I think people misconstrue that one, and then, you know, we could talk about all the amendments and whatever going on, the 25th Amendment, which has been talked about recently, too, but. I mean, I think he,
0: ca- I think amendment. he, I think he qualifies for the 25th Amendment,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, but I think one of the the things we figured out is read. You're freaking it is. A lot of there's a lot about STEM education that's very important, but I think we need to know our history. We need to know our civics. Yeah, kids need to get out of school knowing that stuff because nobody knows what the heck it says half the time. And that way, that's when Trump can say whatever he wants about mm-hmm. the government or people on that side Well, that's not what it says, man. No, like you know, Charlie came out with that. My First Amendment rights to have somebody publish my book. Dude, what the hell are you talking about, man? But nobody really knows the civics in the history is the same way know your history know what's going on know uh, you know you know the repercussions of what what has happened in the past and how it leads to you know where we are now so i think you know i think that's one of the things that came out of this era is that we need to go back to the importance of learning our history and learning our government to so that
0: you know, i couldn't agree more i and we need we need people in charge of our government that know how government works please <laughs>
1: they had a, you ever hear of the hartford convention
0: the what Hartford Convention. No. So in the, in the War of eighteen twelve, the New England
1: states got together and tried to secede from the from the United States, right? And they met in Hartford, Connecticut, which is in the state I grew up in. And I, yeah. I, taught, I, I texted my friends, like, "What do you know about the Hartford Convention?" He's like, "Nothing." I was like, "Yeah, it's our history teachers And, you know, that's kind of stuff that you should you should hear over. Now, because it's certainly relevant now that they tried to." So is that the War? The War of eighteen twelve wasn't particularly pop, pop, popular at the time. That's why we don't hear about it that much. Right. And so, you know, Britain came in and Britain, that was the last time or, you know, supposedly there were some other times too that that Britain, I mean, Britain got to the White House and Dolly Masson ran away with all the stuff and they put set fire to the Capitol, which had just been built at that time. But anyway, so, uh, and that's when the Star Spank of Banner comes from the War of 1812 too, but it didn't go particularly well for a while, and then, and so at that time, the New England states are like, this is ridiculous, we're just going to secede. Yeah. But by the time they actually got together and, and sorted this stuff out, the United States had won, and so they looked stupid, and that was the end of the Federalist Party as we know it, right? Remember, they had, you know, Alexander Hamilton, he had been dead for a few years by then, but that was right. the end of the Federalist, and that kind of reshaped it, so maybe this is the time where the Republican Party Dies out and gets reshaped as something else, or maybe it combines, like you said, with a moderate Democrat and kind of reshapes our party.
0: Or yeah, it might, um, or we ends up having like a conservative party and a progressive party. Like I don't know. Um, right. Yeah, um, we could be headed down that that because with Trump, you know, policy got put aside, you know, for the sake of humanity and democracy. So now, as we exit the era of Trump. Which isn't going to be, uh, by the way, it's going to take time to even exit the era of Trump. Yeah, we just talked about about what's going
1: to happen in 2024,
0: but yeah. Yeah, and, um, um, you know, and Trump's already talking about, I mean, the dude's so predictable. He's already talking about starting his own news network um, and looking into that kind of, so he still has a, a platform, and I know that, um, so... But then we as we exit the era of Trump and then we go back to policy, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how we're kind of things are readjusted and uh and, you know where we go from here kinda of, when we talk about policy.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think you have a lot of you still have a couple of the QN people that got voted in and if, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna have that wing in the Republican Party at a hundred and what, forty that still voted to not certify the election results yeah. even after all the crap happened. Mm-hmm. So it was it was more than half of the Republicans in Congress. And, and you have some, obviously, in the Democrats, just to be fair, have some different, you know, wings of the Democratic Party as yeah. well when you go into Congress. So we'll have to see, how, and it's always been that way, but we'll have yeah. to see how that sorts out and how that means to our you know, regular lives. You know, I think, you know, slowly but surely we're moving a little bit more because, like I said, I think that a lot of the ideas, progressive ideas are popular, you know, it's just a matter of trying to get people to see
0: that. It's a matter of problems. labels and anytime you want to, anytime you want to change a lot of things, you know, which our progressive policies certainly want to change, you know, the structures of a lot of our systems. Um, anytime you want to do that, there's always going to be backlash, no matter if it's right or not. Yeah.
1: And again, we talked last time that locally, New Hampshire, you know, went pretty red this election. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see how that plays out, too, in the next couple of years locally. And it I know. certainly looks for all the world, like Sununu is running for the Senate in 2022, which is a little scary for the Senate. Cause I think he's got a good chance. I think he's
0: got a so good so chance. I don't think he's got a good chance of beating either Hassan or um, Shaheen, unfortunately. Probably a better.
1: It would be, it would be Hassan.
0: He's probably got a better chance of beating Hassan than Shaheen, too.
1: Um, so that's something we'll have to look at locally in the next couple of years. And whether that turns the governor, that would obviously open up the governorship to somebody who might want to step in. And whether who the heck would run for that, if you have some really conservative Trump types that want to run for, you know, we'll have to see. I think in New Hampshire, it'd be hard for a Trump type to win a statewide election, at least I hope it would. But yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think I hope you're right. Um, I don't know. There's there's definitely a Trump Presence in New Hampshire. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah,
1: it definitely is. But to win a statewide election, I think would be
0: hard. It, it probably would, because I mean, um, Democrats usually do win when it comes to like the presidential election, and they usually do win New Hampshire. It's usually close, but they usually do. It usually does go blue. Um, and you know, like we've had we've had two women Democratic senators in New Hampshire for a while, a, while, a long time now. So, right. so, so
1: we have a, a woman representative and a. You know, In a gay world. So, the so, yeah.
0: so there's definitely progressive parts. Um, so, one more thing I wanted to, to talk with you about is um, kind of how the COVID pandemic's affecting sports. I know it's hard for you right now with with all that going on. So, if yeah. you'd be willing to talk about that for just a it minute?
1: Hasn't, it hasn't changed that much since last time we talked. I mean, you have two sides, and this is where it's hard to find the balance between you know, what's going on and, and, you know, whatever. Obviously, I coach the basketball team at Stevens now and we're shut down currently. Mm -hmm. As the school shuts down, we're hoping to get back next week um, when the school comes back in and you can understand it. It's frustrating to look to see other people still practicing and you're not. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of really frustrating, especially teams that you're supposed to play. But then you want to kind of understand the, you know, if you take yourself out of the sports for a second, talk to a regular, you know, not that whatever, talk to somebody and say, you know well school is in session but sports are played it's hard to rationalize that it is to a person you know what i'm saying so you're kind of torn on both sides and i you know we talked about the social emotional aspect of it and how much it, it it ties in but how you know it's just a really tough time and it's been really frustrating yeah. for a lot of people
0: and it's hard for sports too because you gotta and i'm a sports person you know that i love sports i think they're awesome but um it's hard when you've got like a, a public health emergency, but you want to still play sports. But it's up to debate whether you can do it safely. And then you get into like how important is it, you know, like how's, how important is it to play baseball or basketball or football in comparison to the, the positive. Negative. So it's it's definitely not easy. And there's a lot of emotions, too, that go on with it.
1: And you hope that, you know, uh, that it's almost over. We have vaccines coming out. My mom got a a vaccine. She's a nurse in Connecticut. So she got hers. Hopefully, you know, soon you start to see it online, people getting their vaccines. You hope it's going to come, you know, sooner rather than later, that we can get back to some kind of normalcy bite, you know, whatever. Hopefully, people take the damn vaccine. Yeah. Another, Another question, too. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we're back to somewhat normal and soon, you know, it's it's getting to the end and it makes it even more frustrating than that. well gee, if we hold off it would we suck to get it now and get sick I oh, well. people get sick, and, and it's hard because it's still abstract because you don't see you know, uh, there's a couple of my friends' parents that have died unfortunately um, from COVID, but you know you don't
0: physically see it and so far <clears> it's <throat> still very hard in that way to know that it's out there and you know, it's been the same for 10 months, but all you really can look at is the data look at the data right. and uh see where you're 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 part of the, And that, you know you gotta make decisions based off data in my opinion you know you it,
1: right. I, I, I agree but it's hard for some people because it's the same with climate change it's the same with whatever i'm looking right. at the data you don't know, and if you look at the long term you, you see it like you look at, it's warmer you know everywhere a couple of course. Of degrees but it's not like you see it every day of your life it's still cold sometimes it's still of course well like COVID, you know.
0: even the example yeah. of a couple weeks ago where we got 43 inches of snow and then it was gone in a week like that's climate change right that wouldn't have happened
1: 50 years ago i'm gonna guess no. right but it's but but other than that you don't and like covid you may be somebody here that say, like, oh wow it is real but it's hard to unless it's in your face so unless something's in your face it's hard for people to to realize that sometimes or act on it definitely troubles
0: yeah it is it is and it's a it's a battle that will continue i just hope it can stay you know we can solve these problems and it can stay civil and that um we can get through this you know tough time and like you said we're on the back end of it we're we're yeah i mean it's it's as bad as it's ever been, right?
1: We said it for six months, we're actually really yeah. almost right in the corner. Yeah. Almost.
0: But we also have to keep things perspective. We are almost right in the corner, but it's as bad as it's ever been right now.
1: Of course. I mean, there's yeah. 3,500 people died yesterday. Or it's it's going to be How
0: many people number. died yesterday?
1: 3,500, about. It was 4,000 the day before. Usually, it's a lower on Sundays, and it kicks back in on Tuesdays, yeah. Wednesdays, Thursdays, but... Those are all people that had a family that had, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's tragic, and there's no way around that.
0: And they're not all old people, by the way.
1: No, I think most are, but there's some that are. You know, you had the 41-year-old congressman, you know, congress elect. You think that would slow down some Republicans too? That one-year congress elect, and you look at the pictures; you had young kids. You know, it's it's horrible. It It is is horrible. It's preventable, even more than horrible. Just like the cop that died at the. You know, and even the woman that died the the Air Force veteran that died, if you saw that story, yeah, who died bomb the capital, it's a sad story, yeah, I
0: don't want anybody was, to die, whether even if you're doing something wrong
1: basically, yeah brain, you know into you know brainwash is a strong word, but led to believe things by looking at the internet, you know and stuff and then you know radicalize there's no other way to really say it, you know, if you're gonna mm-hmm. use that word and that's where she came from, you know mm-hmm. and it's just sad,
0: yeah, I think about um. You know, I, I being an educator, also I think about the the children that are growing up right now during this time, and how they're like, how do you know a children with a, dis- a child with a disability or a young child look at what's like? How do they comprehend that, and you know, think well, what is, well why is well, why is my why is the government that's supposed to protect me, or you know? Um, being overrun by like I just think about the effects on them you know going through this going through this time
1: yeah and anything that you know hopefully that shapes I think a lot of people are shaped by when they grow up in general so hopefully this will shape them into you know being responsible educated citizens for what the government does
0: yeah abs- absolutely yeah. absolutely all right we've been going for 35 minutes do you have anything else you want to talk about
1: no, I mean we'll see. I mean obviously a lot changed in the last two months. So hopefully we get to do this again and see it. Oh, we'll at definitely, we'll definitely
0: do it again once the news mounts right. up. Um, I mean, and I think anything,
1: yeah. That we we learned is that trying to predict the future can be kind of rough at this point. We don't know what's going to happen, so we just have to take it day by day and just yeah stick to what we know and stick to what we do. And
0: I think I think I think the House will vote to impeach Trump this week. I don't think that it'll happen in time. For as him, but I think I think after what happened um, last week, I think it's important to set the precedent. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think you have to impeach him. Um, I don't. I'm not sure he'll be convicted and removed, especially since the Senate is still in Republican hands um, until the 20th of January. Um, So I don't. But I think you have to set the precedent. I think you got to impeach him again. Um, You know, he never has. Never has a riot like that been incited by a sitting president, so yeah,
1: really by anybody. I mean, we're to be maybe other people have tried, but yeah. As close as gotten at that
0: point. I mean, we're talking about like I mean, if you know history, like Andrew Jackson, he was a terrible president and a terrible person, but he didn't even he didn't do that back then.
1: I don't know. I mean, Andrew Jackson I have a little bit more respect for as a president. I mean he had his policies, we can talk at length about that later if you want. But he's, like, oh,
0: he's, a, he's a wicked racist.
1: <laughs> he was, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. He's a wicked racist, right? Um, Andrew Johnson, who was the one that Trump is most compared to because yeah. he's, you know, renowned as the worst president, also the last president not to attend his, his, uh, the, the person coming in for him at yeah. his inauguration, which was Ulysses Brandt at the time. Um, yeah, he's, but he's another guy where, you know, it just didn't really you know, he was the last guy to almost be almost he, by one vote he wasn't impeached
0: yeah, yeah. Um, let me end you with this question knowing
1: yeah, like that, knowing he history really, he, wasn't, he wasn't impeached he wasn't convicted right by one vote All right right yeah.
0: knowing yeah. history knowing what you know about history do you think that Donald Trump will go down as the worst president in the history of our country
1: well I had an argument with my friend about this it was up to him and Andrew Johnson that's what we just talked about the other day so it's a tough call we'll have to see I, I think so But if you look up Andrew Johnson, he's pretty bad.
0: Andrew, yeah, Andrew, I know the history about Andrew Johnson was a terrible president.
1: Yeah, huh? And James Buchanan was pretty bad too. But I think Trump would have to be. It's hard to tell, but I think when you look at all the stuff historically, when you look at all the stuff that's going to come out, I would say yes.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think he's worse than Nixon. I mean, that's another one that people compare it. He was terrible, but I think he's worse.
1: yeah, Nixon was, he had some redeeming qualities and just couldn't get over himself that, you yeah. know, like Trump and that he yeah. didn't understand why, you know, and he had to go out and do stuff. And yeah.
0: and then, I mean, and then the next one would be you compare him to W. Bush, not... H- I mean, H.W. Bush was bad, too, but W. Bush, I don't think... He's as bad as Trump, even though the Iraq War was abysmal and fucking terrible. But um, some of the
1: irony, yeah. Some of the irony here is that he's W. Bush is helped by the last four years.
0: Oh yeah, W. Bush is definitely yeah. helped by the last four years. He was
1: really bad. Yeah. But now he looks pretty good compared that, to Trump. So that
0: being said, he was really bad in the Iraq War, and the one thing that Trump did he did pretty much everything else over the four years besides start a new war. Yet. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, But he, he he checked off all the other terrible, you know, being a fascist, being a liar, denying science. Um, right. He checks all those off. Um, but uh, you know, it does take the heat off W. Bush, who I think made the worst foreign policy decision in the history of our country.
1: It's funny because I was looking at you hear listen to old music with there's Pearl Jam, who's probably my favorite band, has a song called Bush Leaguer, which you can listen to. Yeah, you know which was written at that time, and also Lincoln Park had a, I don't remember the name of the song now. The hands up, hands hands held high. If you listen to that song that Lincoln Park did, there's very similar. That they're just anti Bush songs, and how horrible you have to think back at how horrible it was back then. It was bad under Bush, but it wasn't.
0: <laughs> no, I the, mean you're talking bad. about you're talking about two active wars. You're talking about. Uh, Market collapse and recession and right. that all happened right, yeah.
1: under right and left Obama with whatever coming in but yeah but then yeah but but he wasn't
0: but he know, wasn't like a, a dictator he maybe. was yeah he didn't want to be a dictator and I think right. during a pandemic he would have listened to scientists and doctors
1: right he was not uh, he he understood democracy and he stepped down
0: he knew how, how government worked and,
1: right when the time come and he you know whatever so and that's what that's the you know, unfortunately, it's a low bar we have right now. We want to get back to the low bar where we can just like the George W. Bushes of the world, which people yeah. really can't right now. You can say, well, at least he's a decent human. Right, he is. I mean, he, had empathy. he had some empathy for some people in the world. He
0: was kind of dumb. I think he was kind of an idiot, but...
1: Um, yeah, I mean, comparatively for a president, I don't mean, think it was like you know whatever. But, but the point is that we want to get back to not liking not
0: you know. I want to get back to not liking policies. people because I don't like their policy, not because All I right. think they're um di- yeah. want to be a dictator and our you know a leader yeah. of a cult. Correct. <laughs> so that's where we need to get to. Yeah. All right, Ray. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the podcast. So,